Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Here in Israel, making a special series of programs here with 40 people from Kingdom Faith. And of course, concentrating on the life and work of Jesus. And right now, we're sat beside the Sea of Galilee. It's nighttime, but you just want to talk about some of the things that happened here. Yes, it's wonderful to be here by the Sea of Galilee. This is such a very, very special place. I love it every time I come here. You sense the peace and the presence of God in a quite remarkable way. Earlier today, we were on the far side of the Sea of Galilee, on the uh, eastern side, the Golan Heights, looking right down over the, the whole of the sea. It was a most magnificent view. And you realize, well, this was the place where so many of the events in the ministry of Jesus took place. And we're going to look uh, this week at some of those events um, before we, we uh, then look at what happened further south in Judea. But here, you know, you remember well Jesus called the first disciples. As he walked along the seashore, he saw Peter and James and Andrew and John, fishermen. That's what they were, just hard-working fishermen. They weren't intellectuals. They weren't particularly brilliant people. They, they hadn't had any other preparation, really, for what God was going to do in their life, except Jesus decided to call them. Some of them may well have been uh, disciples of John the Baptist beforehand. That in itself would have been a good spiritual preparation. And they must have heard Jesus preach, and uh, but were, I'm sure, totally unexpecting. They just weren't expecting at all this, this call to come follow me. But Jesus must already have gripped their hearts when they heard him speak. And they were prepared just to leave everything, leave their families, um, not permanently of course, but to be prepared to become disciples. Now, we need to understand what a disciple was in the time of Jesus. Yes, they had to abandon their, their occupations as well as their families, because to be a disciple meant that you, you, you hung out with, with the master, with the rabbi, the teacher. Uh, you went everywhere with him. You, you not only listened to his teaching and believed his teaching, but you observed his lifestyle, you spent time with him, you ate with him, you, you, you wanted whatever he had in your life. And so these men must have seen in Jesus 
what they wanted. They, they, a chord deep in their hearts must have been touched and say, we want what this man has. Even though at the very beginning they would not have realized the significance of, of Jesus being the Son of God, being the Messiah. But the authority with which he spoke, the love that presumably poured out of his heart and life, the compassion that they could see that he had for people, they must have been saying, yes, this is what, this is what we want. And of course, Jesus was to set up his uh, ministry headquarters at Capernaum, right on this Sea of Galilee. This is where he returned to again and again after traveling around Galilee and after his various trips south to Judea, to Jerusalem, for the various feasts. So it was out of Capernaum that he was operating, and, and we're going to look at the events that happened in Capernaum uh, tomorrow, and then the other events that happened along the seashore here, um, Bethsaida, Chorazan, as well as Capernaum, were places where many of his miracles were performed. But the strange thing is, later in his ministry, Jesus was to curse those places. He says, woe to you, which is a way of pronouncing curse on those places. Why should he do that? Because most of his miracles, or many of his miracles, were performed in those places, and yet still most of the people did not believe. And, you know, you hear people say today, if only we had more miracles in the church, then people would believe. Well, history belies that, because Jesus himself performed many miracles in those places. Capernaum, well, all there is now is really the ruins of of uh, the synagogue and one or two other buildings. Nothing else of the place exists. Chorazin, it's a, it's a heap of rubble on a hillside overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Bethsaida, well, nobody is absolutely sure of uh, exactly where Bethsaida was. There are various uh, theories. It could be here, could be there, somewhere along the north shore of, of the Sea of Galilee. And yet, you see, those places have come to nothing because they did not believe. And that's a, a salutary lesson to us. The, the miracles that Jesus performed, they were signs, weren't they? They were signs of the truth of what he is saying. What Jesus wanted then and what he wants now is for people to believe the revelation of the truth, the revelation of the gospel, so that they can receive eternal life. It was here, along the shores of Galilee, that the Sermon on the Mount took place. Um, there's a, a, a place which is usually thought to be the site of, of that event, where Jesus would have gone away from uh, the, the, uh, the cities, to places that were a natural amphitheater. Remember, of course, there was no other way of making your voice heard to great multitudes of people except being in a place where a lot of people could, could uh, hear you. And although much of what Jesus said in his teaching was for his disciples who would gather around him, 
great crowds gathered around them in turn, especially when Jesus performed miracles. And so he had a compassion to preach to all these people. He wanted everybody to, to receive the truth and receive the life that he had come to give. Remember, he said, I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. Of course, as I look out over the sea now, it's dark, but I can still see in the, in the moonlight the, the water here. Jesus crossed this water on a, a number of occasions. Uh, he went over to the far side to set the demoniac free. Remember the, the pigs, the swine, 2,000 of them were drowned. As the demons were cast out of the man and went into the pigs. And that man wanted to follow Jesus, but Jesus said, no, you just go and tell everybody the great thing I've done for you. And the Decapolis, that's the area to the, the um, south and east of, of, of the Sea of Galilee, the ten towns, they were, well, the evangelism of those towns began through the healing of that man. Jesus simply crossed back over the sea. There was the time, of course, when Jesus walked on the water. Uh, he'd been teaching the crowd, and uh, he, he, he had wanted some time on his own. That's why he'd gone on that occasion over to the far side uh, of, of the sea, but the people followed him around on the land and were waiting for him by the time he got there. And he had compassion on them, and so he taught them. But when he dismissed them, he went up into the hills just to spend some time alone with the Father, sent the disciples on back uh, across the sea. And there was a strong headwind that night, and they saw Jesus come walking on the water. I mean, that must have been astonishing, wasn't it? At first they were afraid because they thought it must be a ghost, but Jesus called out, no, it's me. And uh, then Peter said, well, if it is you, Lord, bid me come to you on the water. And Jesus simply said, come. And Peter gets out of the boat, and he begins to walk on the water while his eyes are on Jesus. Then he begins to realize, wait a minute, it's a bit windy here and damp underfoot, and he looks away from Jesus, and doubt begins to fill his heart, and immediately, of course, he begins to drown, or he begins to sink, and he cries out, Lord, save me. Perhaps he couldn't even swim, you see. And so Jesus reaches out his hand and draws Peter to himself, and, well, how do you think they got to the boat? They walked together on the water. It's amazing what you can do when you walk with Jesus. I'm not suggesting that you're going to go and walk on water, but you can do the impossible when you know that you're at one with Jesus. And, you know, when they got into the boat, of course, all the disciples were absolutely amazed at what had happened. So this is a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And let me tell you, if you've never been to the Holy Land, if you've never been to Galilee, then when you get the opportunity, come. Because it's not just a question of being in the places where Jesus once walked and taught. You just need to get the atmosphere of this place. It really does something to you.
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 